0: Hey,
1: <laughs> welcome to Broad Ideas.
0: Rachel and I are very excited for today's guest.
1: We're so excited.
0: And Olivia, we get introduced to yes, someone yes. near and dear to both of us.
1: Near and dear to our hearts and our mouths.
0: And our stomachs.
1: Yeah, um, stomachs. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the saying. <laughs> Mouse, mouth, whatever. Um, Prue from the great British Bake Off, the great... American baking show. I didn't want to get it wrong, guys, because, you know, similar, but different.
2: Wrong. Yeah.
1: The Great British Menu. She is a legend. Honestly, I love watching the show. It is like my comfort show. Mm. Mine too. That it's was my so COVID. cozy. It was
0: my COVID show.
2: It was your COVID it show. It was?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I I it's so cozy. Oh, yeah. I have it on nice in the on kitchen it. when I'm cooking, just even if it's in the background. It's soothing.
0: I go to sleep every night with what? that show on. Do you? I Are you do. serious? Yeah.
2: That is so tender, Rob. Mm-hmm. That is tender. It's tender. That's so tender.
1: It's so tender. <laughs> like her cakes. Okay, anyway, The Great American Baking Show has their celebrity holiday episode. True very story. exciting. We got to see it a little early. I was like very, very geeked out about that. I was like, I know who wins. <laughs> yeah, I want a biscuit. I want a biscuit. That's right. Do you want a biscuit?
0: Well, let's find out what a biscuit is, and
1: everyone, watch. Okay, okay. When you can,
3: let's talk to Prue. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside. Join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death
4: because people die.
3: I'm a
1: huge fan, huge fan of the show and you. So this was very, very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can't wait to talk to you
2: about all of it today.
1: And yeah, sure. Go ahead. And yeah. you met
2: Casper, right? Casper set you up yeah. for this. Yeah. Okay. So Casper is so starstruck. He didn't want to say anything, but he's been geeking out over having you <laughs> all week. He'll just <laughs> randomly text us, like,
4: Yay, Prue. And he meets a lot <laughs> of people. You know what? I mean, I can, I absolutely, it's not It's not some sort of false modesty. It's just that I simply cannot understand why everybody is um, so lovely to me because, I mean, all I do is eat cake. I mean, <laughs> that's hardly a claim for fame. No. However, I'm not complaining. No,
2: no. Well, I
1: think that that, that's I think actually, that's goals, yeah. right?
2: It's most people's goals is how do you turn eating cake into such a big deal? Into a
3: career? <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs>
1: but yeah, so my my main question, I think, when I watch the show, you have to taste so many things. And I wonder, how do you do it without getting sick?
4: <laughs> well, you know, if you think about it, I actually lose weight generally when I'm on um either the great american baking show or the great british bake off because if you think about it you okay you have half a dozen maybe 10 people at the beginning of a of a competition and they're all making the same thing but all i have to do is eat a teaspoon of it and it's true and it, you if if you're judging the great um British menu and it was top chefs and they each cooked five courses and each Mm. plate, I tell you what, had a meal on it. So it had, you know, they're showing off these chefs. So there's drizzles and foams and, and little crisps and jelly bits and powdered this and I mean, so much stuff on the plate for every course. And so I really felt, It all by the end of the day, and I didn't eat any breakfast, and I didn't eat any lunch, and I, and it was it was hard work, and I had to eat it all because, or taste it all because, you know, they're in a very important competition, and they want to win, and they, you can't chicken out and say, well, I'm sorry, I don't feel up to eating the potatoes as well. (laughs) But in in a cake, you can get the filling, the icing, and the sponge, in one teaspoon. The difficulty is at the beginning of the day, because you've had no breakfast, you're quite hungry. <laughs> about the first oh, right. time you start tasting, <laughs> at about eleven o'clock or half past eleven, and and then at the beginning, you know, you, it's really difficult to have just one spoon. I mean, right. Paul is brilliant at it. He nev- if you watch Paul, he never has more than one mouthful. <laughs> I, I I sometimes force him to have another mouthful because I don't <laughs> agree with him or something. But I normally end up with two. But even two teaspoons six times, if you add add up all that, it doesn't amount to more calories. As long as you don't eat any other meals that day, you're fine. (laughs) Right. And I always, I don't eat anything else. Um, I don't eat lunch. And I don't eat breakfast. But Mm. when it comes to the evening, what I can't forego is a couple of glasses of wine. (laughs) (laughs) So so my diet for for my diet for several weeks is basically cake and alcohol.
2: So lots of
1: sugar.
4: Probably not ideal.
1: (laughs) I don't know. You seem to be doing great. It's nice.
4: It's nice.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's nice. You're thriving. You know,
1: there's one trick I learned. A long time ago, I had to do a commercial for ice cream. And the amount of ice cream I had to eat was a lot. And someone told me that if you have unsweetened iced tea it cuts the sugar and it's more palatable. Have you ever heard that trick?
4: No, but I'm not surprised because you do, if you have a lot of sugar in anything, you do need something that will... Cut it. Just sort of contradict it, even if it's, you know, lemon juice or vinegar or vinegar and water would do it too. Right. Do you find that your
2: body gets addicted to the sugar then? Because like I have a sugar addiction it's real. I crave it all throughout the day. Do you find that you crave more sugar when you eat more sugar?
4: No, I don't oh. tend to
2: like sugar much. What? Um, <laughs> You're like, I don't like this job. <laughs> no, I do
4: like this job. But I I like, obviously I like a, a bit of, um, I love ice cream. I like cake, but I don't, you know, if, if somebody makes a cupcake and the thing about cupcakes these days, the great fashionable thing about cup- cupcakes is to absolutely pile the butter icing on it in a great big swirl. And then there are lots. Of, I mean, it's ridiculous because there's more icing than there is cake. Mm-hmm. And that's quite the wrong ba- balance for me. I couldn't, I just have to take the whole lot off the top and just eat the bottom with yeah. a little smear of icing on it. Yeah, same. But I love marzipan, for example. Lots of people oh. who don't, who, who, A lot of people who don't like fruitcake, what they don't like about it is the marzipan. But I love marzipan. And that's very sweet.
1: Yeah. I didn't know there's marzipan and fruitcake. I didn't realize. You know, marzipan's
4: like... Yeah, you know, you normally get a... Yeah. Between, um, you get cake and then you get a layer of marzipan and then you get a layer of white icing. So Ah. it's quite usual. Or or quite a lot of um, cakes have a... I mean, it's not called a marzipan filling, but it's very similar to a marzipan, which is... Frangipani. You know, in, um, we do them in bakewell tarts. You probably wouldn't know a bakewell tart, but in, um, what is that lovely American thing that bakers do with brioche where they put um, ground almonds and sugar and.
1: In brioche?
4: On ground top almonds-ish. of brioche and, and almonds all over it and bake it. Is it called a. A bear claw? Bosch. Bosco or Boschkop or something—I don't know. Some, some of the new words, New York thing. Oh gosh! I when know. you
1: guys get into technicals and some of the words come out, I'm just like, I've—I don't—I couldn't say it, and I don't know what it is.
4: <laughs> well, I tell you what—I ha- what I found really difficult because um, you know I hadn't done the American baking show before. I've only done what, one um, series of it, and um, it, there was there was a there's a cake, and if they put it in this on this bit of paper here. Do you know what a soufgante is? I do now. I do now. Suf, suf <laughs> yeah. Onion. I d I didn't know what that was. What? Oh you didn't?
2: Okay. That makes me feel a better. pillowy
4: donut filled with raspberry jelly filled with and dusted. Sort of basically we'd call it a donut.
1: Right. Yeah. But so do we, we. or a beignet.
4: Or a beignet. Oh souff yeah. Oh, that's how you say it. Soufganillot.
1: Yeah. When the, I had no idea when it was said.
2: <laughs> but they looked really good. Were they good?
4: Yeah.
1: Were they good?
4: No, I mean, honestly, what was so delightful for me, um, I suppose. I'm going I'm to get myself in trouble here. Do it. That's but what you're I was, I was quite yeah. nervous about American baking show because the, the few competitions that I'd watched on American television are really quite aggressive. You know, the contestants want to kill each other, basically, and they're certainly Mm. quite prepared to trip each other up or try to, you know, sabotage them, really. Right. And they're quite sort of... I'd watched a couple where the competitors, I suppose it was because they have these huge money prizes, so it begins to matter enormously. Well, here you're, you're, you're putting this month's of effort into winning a cake plate, you know, it's right. not a big deal, is it? <laughs> but because of that, the people who are in there really are bakers. They want to bake, they absolutely love it. And so they are prepared to give up, you know, months of their life to, first of all, just to apply is a huge, you know, enormous process because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sort of love productions have to weed out all the people who just want to be famous or just think, you know, their granny said, look, you know, you're great. You should go into this. And, and just because she makes one thing beautifully. And mm-hmm. so they have to fill in this enormous form. And it, it really tests what you know about makeup. And of course, theoretically, they could go on the internet and get all the answers and fill it. but it would still take hours and hours and hours. So it, that, that gets rid of a lot of people. Yeah, and it's thousands of people, and then they get them down to hundreds, and finally down to. The, so when we finally end up with ten American amateur bakers, they are really, really good bakers mm-hmm. because they've not, they've sent thousands of people off,
1: you know, right? Weeded them out,
4: beaten, weeded them to, beaten them to it. <laughs> so they and they are prepared to practice all the time. You know, they get, they get given in advance, what the first a few signatures are and showstoppers so that they can think about what they'd like to do and so that they can practice. And so they spend all their time when they're not working. And a lot of them are at work or are working mums or, or very busy and they work away and then they come home and put the kids to bed or make dinner and then they start practicing Go to bed at two in the morning. Oh my goodness! It it requires real dedication.
1: Yeah.
4: So I'm full of admiration for them, and I loved I loved all bakers, and they, and they weren't at all, um, like I fear they were not pushy. They immediately sort of bonded with each other, and they'd start helping each other. And I mean, what I love about um, the baking show is that it's so friendly, Mm -hmm. and they got that immediately. They didn't. Come in at all aggressive or yeah? That's that's up. my
0: favorite part of the show is just how wholesome and it's not like a real cooking competition show where everyone's trying to cut each other's throat. Everyone's yeah. so nice. Everyone's yeah. crying when they get eliminated. They're <laughs> so happy when someone wins. I know, and
4: it's it's extraordinary how when we announce the the the, the star baker for the week. And the person who's going home, everybody's far more upset about who's leaving yeah. than they are thrilled about who's, that they've won. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, It's quite sweet. It's really sweet. It's nice. It is.
1: it is. It's just, it's like you create a family in the tent. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always amazed that you're baking in a tent. And I'm wondering, how do they have all the ovens? And, how, you know, because it's a tent that's just like a makeshift.
4: Uh, I'm often asked that. Why on earth do you do this in a tent? It makes it so (laughs) difficult for you. It's either freezing cold (gasps) and, and you're all, you know, we're sort of chattering because England can be cold even in the middle of summer. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, you're in some sort of flimsy dress that the (laughs) wardrobe people thought would look great (laughs) in the middle of summer and it's now (laughs) utterly freezing. (laughs) And um, so you've got a hot water bottle stuffed underneath your jumper. Oh my
2: goodness.
4: Oh, boy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> or we're doing which happens all the time, we're doing the Christmas shows or in this case your mm-hmm. yeah. you know holiday special. Yeah. In a heat wave. And you we're know, oh, wearing right. we're in warm Christmassy snow suits or um or Christmas jumpers or you know, holiday right. warmth. <laughs> right. Sweating away. <laughs> Now, you said
1: jumper. So this is something we talked about because there is a difference with British slang and American slang. So you say jumper and people are like, what?
2: What, what do um, you mean by jumper? I think
0: of like a onesie. Well, you're wearing a
4: jumper. I'm, I'm wearing a jumper? A jumper you're wearing a, a jumper and you're wearing a cardi. That's no, a jumper.
2: Oh, a cardi.
1: But a
4: jumper is, yeah. A that's a cardi and that's a jumper and that's a hoodie. Hoodie, yeah.
2: Okay, because <laughs> to us, a jumper is like a one
4: piece. No, 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 it's no, no, no. You've got, got it wrong. Right. It's a knitted yeah. top,
1: a knitted mm-hmm. top, and, and then that you just, pull over your head. And then you, you know, cookies or biscuits, and you say that. Yeah, can... I know
4: the, I find that so difficult. I keep saying the wrong thing. <laughs> but the thing that that, that Paul can't get rid, 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 is just the simplest little um, uh, linguistic habits, like. You say, on your mark, Mm
1: -hmm. get set,
4: go. We say, on your marks, in the plural. And Mm. Paul keeps saying, why did they say on your mark?
0: It's like math and maths.
4: (laughs) And math and maths, exactly. You you do the math and we do the maths. Oh, Oh, you do the maths? Oh, I didn't know that you did the maths. I didn't know you did the maths. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's mathematics, not mathematics.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. A lot makes sense, I
4: think.
2: Personally. A jumper yeah. doesn't make sense for this.
4: Yeah. Well, I suppose you, you jump it over. I don't know why. Oh, jump what about crisps? Yeah. Crisps. And chips. Chips. Yeah. Chips. Chips. When I crisps. came, I, I was born in South Africa and um, we called them chips. Oh. What what the Brits call crisps and right. you call chips. Yeah. Right. Crisps. But like right. crisps are
2: chips. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And then.
2: And fries. And then fries are chips. Yes. Right? Yeah
4: french yeah. fries french fries or <laughs> chips
1: yeah uh, it's funny cuz you know in canada they have adopted a lot of the british mm-hmm. lingo mm-hmm. so i was more mm-hmm. used to the slang
4: mm-hmm. yeah. okay
0: do you have to change your vocabulary when you go to the america version do they give you a list of words that you
4: have to well uh, we try to <laughs> but i mean uh, just just remembering to say baking show is difficult yeah cuz we say bake off and wow. the reason we can't say bake off in the States is because Pillsbury own the word bake-off. What? Wow. And and they don't use it, but they won't let us use it. But why? What? They don't use it. I suppose it, but one they day they it. think they'll cash in and, you know, <laughs> start
0: <laughs> a TV show.
1: That's so bizarre, though. I don't know. You own. Isn't it's, it weird that you can own a phrase? They don't.
4: Yeah. They, 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 they must have registered it at some point when they were doing a little competition or something. And so they've got their own the bake-off and uh, we don't.
2: That's crazy. I have a question. Do you think there's a difference between people who bake and people who cook like a type of person? Because I've noticed there's certain people like my sister's an amazing cook, but she's not a baker. And then I know people who are amazing bakers, but their cooking is. I
4: think, eh. and to be honest, I think the skills are similar. You do? Um the skills are similar, but the interest isn't i mean i'm mm. I, I, I probably shouldn't be saying this but i'm not a baker i'm a cook <laughs> i mean I, I i the reason i got this job was because I start i had had for many many years um a cookery school it's called the mm-hmm. Leith School of food and wine and it's been going for years, and so i have tasted thousands and thousands of students efforts and exams and so forth so i think and then i then I was for 11 years judging the um great, um the great british i get so muddled about these names, <laughs> the, the great british menu the great British <laughs> oh, menu, menu. Yeah, yeah, i judged yeah. for 11 years and that was all professional chefs and i had a restaurant and i'd come up from being a chef not a not a baker so, and I had a really smart Michelin star restaurant and I knew all the top chefs. So when, I, when they started the program of the, <clears throat> of the um, Great British Menu, they thought I was the, the right person to judge it because I had the school and I'd done a lot of professional tasting. So really, then I went in from, from that into judging bake-off. But I'm not really a baker at all. <laughs> I, I like baking and I can make a, quite a mean cake but I've, I've never been as interested in it as I am in savoury cooking, mm-hmm. and actually, Paul, although he's a baker, is not really a patissier. You know, mm-hmm. he, patisserie is not his thing. It's bread. So when the when bread week comes round, mm-hmm. Paul and I are both absolutely in seventh heaven because we're not tasting. It's not sweet, or well, most yeah. of it's not sweet. Some of it will be quite sweet It'll be slightly sweetened breads or enriched breads or brioche and. Croissant, but I mean, not seriously sweet like cakes can be. And so we both love it. Um, you know, nothing better than somebody making flatbread or pizza or, mm. um, you know, donuts or whatever. Yeah. So I think maybe they ought to have had one of us that we came from the cake world. Like, I mean, I made cakes in my, I started my career in, as a caterer. I, I started going around. Um, making people's dinner parties, you know, I was a cook for hire, really, sort of traveling cook for hire. And, and that grew into big catering company. And so I used to make wedding cakes all the time. Every weekend there were two or three wedding cakes. And so I got to, to be a dab hand at making all in those days. And today it's much easier. You can use fresh flowers and ribbons and people can put you know, use fondant to make teddy bears and all sorts of... Stuff. But in those days, it was much more formal and you made, like, sort of these Regency frilly cakes. You know, you had to pipe mm-hmm. little trellises and little fences. God, it was boring. Oh! You know, you this for hours and hours. Now, another layer of um, trellis on the wretched wedding cakes and always just in white. It's, it's pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> but, So as soon as I could, I offloaded the wedding cakes, but I I still made the basic cake, but I used to get them decorated by a professional who just loved cake icing. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. some people who live to ice cakes. Yeah. And decorate. Uh, And occasionally we get some of them on on one of, you know, the baking show or the bake-off and they, um, you know, they're just astonishing what they can do with the piping bag. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've seen some of them, and it's so impressive. And yeah. you know, you said fondant. Some people yeah. say fondant. That's another. Fondant. F- okay. I want to know yeah. what the correct pronunciation is.
4: Well, I suppose it would be a French that. word. so it would be fondant, fondant. Fond- okay. but um, yeah, well, you like you, you tend to say fondant. 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 You say fondant. fondant. My
1: daughter is obsessed with fondant. Fondant.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whatever. <laughs> she loves it. She'll just eat it by the hand. Ah, I know. Oh,
4: sugar. It's yes, just well, of sugar.
1: She loves yeah. it. That's her always her request for cakes as long as it has fondant on it.
2: Oh, I don't uh,
1: like it. I,
4: <laughs> I try. I mean, the the contestants, the bakers get pretty well get to know that neither Paul nor I really like fondant at all. And much <laughs> yeah. rather you we you made if you make it yourself, it's not quite so horrific. Um, <laughs> but. If you buy it in a packet, which most of them do, it's, um, it's pure sugar, and it's so cheap, and they use it really thick, and actually, it, you can roll it very, very thin, and then mm. it's not too bad, because you just get a, <laughs> t- a little kick of sweetness, not a great gobful.
1: <laughs> Broad Ideas is supported by Factor. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on these jam-packed days. Let's be honest, the holidays are full force. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, which is so important, lunch and dinner with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You will save time. You'll eat well. You will stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. I am always looking for any kind of shortcut to eat well, to eat something delicious and make life easier. Because let's be honest, it gets a little crazy, especially with kids and the holidays. Too busy with holiday plans to cook, but you want to make sure you're eating well. With Factors, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factors' fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Head to factormeals.com slash ideas50 and use code ideas50 to get 50% off. That's code ideas50 at factormeals.com slash ideas50 to get 50% off. Okay, you guys, it's official. I have found my new favorite clothing brand. I know that's a big statement, but this is why. Marine Layer, their stuff is so soft. Seriously, it's absurd. And it makes for the perfect gift. All thanks to San Francisco-based brand Marine Layer love a California company. To spread holiday cheer, our listeners get a 15% off discount with our exclusive link. Okay, I'm always cold, but I really like to be comfy, but I also like, I like to dress cute too. Marine Layer covers everything for me. I am warm. I feel a little cute. And the most important thing is they are so soft. I live to be cozy. This is the perfect combination of everything. Marine Layer has figured it out. Honestly, you can get all of your holiday shopping done at Marine Layer. They've got amazing gifts for guys and gals, like sweaters, tees, overshirts, beanies, you name it. I'll be getting some absurdly soft stuff for everyone in my family, and I'm even going to throw in a few beanies for myself. I think we can all admit that great gifts can be hard to find, so look no further than Marine Layer. For a limited time, get 15% off at marinelayer.com slash ideas15. That's marinelayer.com forward slash ideas 15 for 15% off your entire order. Saving your closet one shirt at a time.
2: Where did your love of cooking come from? What got you into it? What sparked that in you? Do you know, I think it you? came from
4: greed. Oh, <laughs> do tell. <laughs> because when I was a child, I, was, I grew up in South Africa and my... Um, my parents were quite well off and we had a cook who cooked for, you know, um, most privileged white South African families had servants. And so we had a Zulu cook and he was a wonderful cook. And he he had been taught, he had been trained by the sort of best um, gentleman's club in Johannesburg, which had, was, had a French tradition of French cooking. So he was trained in the classical French manner. And I could have learned to cook at his apron strings, but because the culture in South Africa was just so them and us, you know, you couldn't, um, you didn't talk to the servants really. And and Mm. I was devoted to Charlie and adored him because he was nice to me, but it never occurred to me that he could teach me to cook. And I went off to France to university and I'd never cooked anything. And... Then I, I became an au pair. So I was working in a house looking after children. And the woman who was my boss, Madame, she was a terrific cook. And so I was helping her in the kitchen and stuff. Actually, she never let me cook anything because she thought the fact that I spoke English would guarantee the food would be, you know, I'd ruin it. And she'd probably <laughs> write. And um, so I came back to South Africa all full of myself because I'd learned to make a few dishes from watching her. And I was particularly proud of a a crepe of pancake filled with seafood and a creamy sauce and hollandaise on top of it and then put under the grill. So very sophisticated and extremely, um, you know, I I thought it was really posh. Mm
3: -hmm. And um,
4: so I started to show... rather grandly, I, I said to my mother, I'm going to show Charlie how to make this, you know, seafood pancake. And, um, and then I suddenly realized that Charlie was helping me, and we were doing this together. And I just thought, my God, look at the way he's chopping the herbs and look at the way. And then I curdled the hollandaise oh. and he quietly <laughs> took it away <laughs> and started again with another egg yolk and fixed my hollandaise. And I thought, God, this guy knows everything. He knows far more. I and mean, what am I doing thinking I can teach him to make a, huh. any, anything? But it was a bit late by then because I, you know, I'd left home. <laughs> so, so, um, so in the end, I went to cookery school in England. I couldn't afford the cookery school in France. Mm. And um, so then I realized that... The, English cordon bleu course, was not only a bit cheaper, but I could live for free because I could stay with some friends, because mm. my p- parents had friends in London. Um, so that's what I did. So I wow. never made the French. I never made the French Well, I think you have done
1: wonderfully without it.
2: <laughs> yeah. When you got there, did you know that this was going to be your career? Did you feel at yes? Home right I think. Away?
4: Once I realized that what I that I was interested in food, not just to eat it, but <laughs> I, I, I was so impressed with the way the French. It didn't matter whether you were a metro worker or a captain of industry or, you know, a movie star. Everybody talked about food.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I was brought up in a family where you, you never talked about food. Mm, um, you there, there was sort of certain things that I, I suppose, I just. It might've just been the time because I'm so old, but my parents thought lots of things were a bit vulgar to talk about. You didn't talk about money, politics, sex, food, or God. No religion either. Well, I don't know what the hell they did talk about because (laughs) honestly, those are the five most interesting things you can talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But in France, everybody talked about all these things. And they talked uh, so that you'd get, you know, you'd be in a, uh, it was a, the family that I worked for, we would sometimes go to the brasserie on the corner and have coffee and croissant and stuff. And we'd be standing at the bar. And it was wonderful because you'd have the metro workers from down the road who were having a break. And they would be um, and they'd be discussing, you know, things like which r- local restaurant made the best steak and chips or or um, uh, everybody was interested where food is grown and who, you know, who grows the breast raspberries or the I mean, it was amazing because of the general interest in food. And I thought, oh, it's okay to be interested in food. And, and um, sex. And then I decided <laughs> that I did want to. And I, the the plan of me being in at the Sorbonne at all was that I was supposed to be doing a, a course on history and and um, culture culture of France French civilization because I wanted to be a interpreter I thought I'd work for the United Nations and I'd travel all over the world you know, hmm. translating um, but I very quickly realized I'd much rather cook.
0: Where's your favorite city to eat?
4: Oh, my favorite city today to eat. Yeah. Do you know, I think I might say New York. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just because it's so different and you can get, uh, and you know, you still get the best breakfast in New York, I reckon. And, you, mm. and it's it's so cosmopolitan. And, you know, I went um, a couple of years ago now to that huge complex called Italy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And really, they had stuff there that the Italians would have been proud of. (laughs) Milan, which is the center of all gastronomy. And they think of Milan as the gastronomy of Europe. But this was just a single company doing amazing stuff. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: And um, so, yeah, I like New York. And um, I've never been to the Lebanon, Beirut or anywhere. And I would dearly love to go because I love that Mm -hmm. cuisine. I love Middle Eastern food. Theme. And I think that that somebody, uh, uh, people I really admire is, we have a chef here who is, is actually is. I think he now has a um, a restaurant in New York too. Um, called Otellengi. Have you heard, heard of right mm-hmm. yeah. well, But he's Israeli. <laughs> he's Lebanese Israeli. I mean, I think mm. one of his parents is Israeli, and the others. Um, and is it, he was just a revelation in England when he started, and, and fundamentally it's about about spicing correctly, you know, not too, not heavily, not just chili, but just a little bit of the right spices, careful spicing, and chopping up everything very, very fine, and using pulses a lot. And so I love that, um, the excitement of a bowl of salad or something, which has got maybe, you know, black eyed beans and chickpeas. And I'd like to say Beirut, but I've never been to Beirut. I suppose <laughs> it's not worth going to now because it's smashed to hell. You know?
2: Yeah. Mm. Could you take us through your dream day eating? So what would breakfast be? What would snack be? We're food obsessed. We are food obsessed. So what would be your... <laughs> If you had your dream day of eating breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, (laughs) dinner, dessert. um, (laughs) I'd
4: start start off with a New York's version of a, um, um, a, maybe an earth Florentine, you know, like a, like a hollandaise, but with spinach in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But basically, I love stuff on toast. The the last... um, the last cookbook I wrote is called Bliss on Toast, mm. and it's mm. just stuff on toast. And yes, honestly, it. it's full of really, <laughs> really good stuff. I'll show it to you in a minute. Hang on, I'll get it. I it's, love yeah, stuff on anyway, toast. It's not because if I fall off, I, I might fall down.
1: No, you can no, take it. Out. Yeah, okay. We're getting the we're getting the cookbook. I love this background. I know. I love anything on toast. Anything on toast. It's basically like a bruschetta, you know. Just anything. Anything on toast. <laughs> on toast.
4: <laughs> okay. All right, let's but, see. Oh, That thing I was trying to talk to, that New York um, thing with frangipani I was talking to you about oh, is yeah. called Bostock. 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 Never, Bostock. Heard nope, never heard of it. No,
1: never heard of it. Well,
4: someone. I'll tell you what. No, 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 know. No. Um, <laughs> uh Sorry. A fashionable thing in New York. Basically, it was invented by French bakers to make use of leftover brioche. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I want to show you my. You see, I think. I mean, I think anything that you that tastes good on a plate tastes even better on toast, especially Agreed. if the toast is very good. <laughs> so here's a. Um, this is pepper and steak with salsa verde on sourdough. Ooh, I mean, ooh yum! You, oh my you wouldn't goodness! Be able to resist that, would you? No, no. I mean, yes. Um, I need this. this is book. chicken tikka with yogurt on
1: toast. Ooh, <gasps> with yogurt on, and on naan, toast, on bread.
4: non
0: bread, like a raida
4: non bread. <laughs> and, oh. and then there's some fairly obvious ones like smoked salmon and wasabi. And you know, I need bread this bread. beautiful.
1: <laughs> oh, you have the you have it right. And that's you have it right. <laughs> that, that
4: is a Caesar salad. That made with scallops, <gasps> but on top of bread. So what I kinds? had such yeah, fun what thinking. what kind of bread? What do I like? Yes, what what kind of bread? And right? what <laughs> and what would be nicest on it? And I began to realize that it, I wrote it in lockdown, and and I was just feeding my husband every day, and we did eat an awful lot of stuff on toast, and <laughs> and then if I made a chicken casserole or something, then we'd have it the second day on toast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'd have the leftovers on toast. <laughs> and then I began to realize, actually, everything's better on toast. Yes. So,
0: were you making your own bread at that point too then? too?
4: Yeah, like most people in, in lockdown. Yeah.
1: Right. Oh, I didn't. Oh, no, I did.
4: I wish we were staying with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That wasn't
2: great. Okay, yeah. so eggs Florentine on toast. Oh, yes, okay, so what I'd kind have, of toast <laughs> would you put it on?
4: I'm not quite sure I, I get this right, but what do you call an English muffin? Mm-hmm. I think that would be good.
1: Is it an English muffin? Does it come from England? This raises a good question. It I've does. Never thought about it.
2: Oh, I don't know if it does. Probably. I don't know either. But they're great. I don't know what they're called there. <laughs> and then for lunch, what well, snack in between lunch,
3: Prue? <laughs> don't you need a snack <laughs> in snack between, between lunch? In <laughs> lunch? <laughs> yeah.
4: No, I'm, I'm really boring about that. I, I, I think. One of the problems is that we all eat too much in between and then we don't, true. we're not hungry at lunchtime and not don't enjoy it enough. I'm all for the pleasure of food. And so I, it upsets me to see kids getting snacks all day because right. I know, know they're not going, first of all, you know, that means they're not going to be hungry enough to ever try anything new and they'll mm, always just true. want the same old pizza or whatever. So then for lunch... I would like, I think my ideal thing would be some really simple grilled fish, any fish. Mm. And if I was feeling really extravagant, it would be maybe a Dover sole fillet or something. Oh, nice. That if I was feeling hard up, it would be mackerel or something. But mm. any plain grilled fish with almost nothing on it except a bit of butter and lemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing with the fish, just the fish. You know, I quite like as A salsa with fish, you know, chopped Mm -hmm. up mango and onion and stuff. Love that. It's good with with fish. And then for supper, I'm getting dribbling now because I'm thinking about it. Um, (laughs) I think for for dinner, I'd like something really like, do you know French cassoulet? Do you Mm -hmm. know what that is? Yeah. Cassoulet. It's basically a bean stew. Yeah, I was going to say it's a, a stew. It, it's, But it's, it's traditionally made with a, several kinds of meat. You get, a, let's say, a sausage, quite a spicy sausage, and a piece of uh, duck or ham or, or chicken. It can be anything, but it's, it's various pieces of meat cooked very, very slowly in a very savory um, base, you know the usual thing of onion and garlic and 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 good stock and white beans, you know haricot beans, mm-hmm. and it's all cooked together very very slowly, and then it has a a sort of crunchy top on top. What's the crunchy top? Well, it's just um, I think it's done different ways, but it can just be um, breadcrumbs and. Uh, what else would be in there? Maybe a little bit of cheese, mm-hmm. but just a sort of crunchy. I would dip top. Toast but the main thing it. is it's cooked incredibly slowly and <laughs> right um, and so savoury. And when you take the lid off, you can just mm. die. making in us air. all
1: very hungry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's nine
4: something. Um, um, dessert.
1: Oh, dessert. dessert! Oh, she's not done d- yet. I'm not Sorry. done.
4: It, it's oh, dessert? D- oh, not dessert. D- d- oh gosh! Well, after all that. <laughs> do you know I think my favorite dessert is actually a cake really which is uh, 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 because I love almonds it's um, Mm. a polenta almond Mm. citrusy cake so it could be oranges or or lemons or even um, a mixture of lime and lemon maybe but it's a lot of acidity, and no flour. So you just use ground almonds,
3: mm.
4: polenta, mm. and mass- and lots of eggs. Oh,
1: wow. And
4: I make all sorts of variations of that. And it's lovely just as a piece of cake.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But it's nice. also wonderful if you have it slightly warm with mm. a big dollop of ice cream or creme fraiche or something, and maybe oh. a bit of... A fruit puree with it, you know, like a bit of raspberries or something.
2: That sounds well. wonderful. Okay, I feel good. I feel good now. <laughs> <You're
4: so laughs> it's completed.
2: like EMDR. EMDR, is that what it is? ASMR. ASMR. EMDR. It's like ASMR. Stomach. Yeah, it's like really comforting to hear.
0: I have a question about Paul and his blue eyes. His eyes are so blue.
4: Are they real?
0: There's a blue light right, that help make it possible? No,
4: no. honestly, I hate to tell you, but he, his eyes are exactly as they are. When yeah. I thought they were contact lenses, you know, I thought he was very clever, you know. But no, they're not, they're just absolutely real. And I'll tell you what amuse you is, I've just done a, a tour all around um, England, a sort of one-woman show, just talking about my life and stuff like that. And then in the second half, um, it's audience questions. And the most frequent question yeah. is, are Paul Hollywood's eyes really that oh.
0: blue? <laughs> well, I'm glad so I well
4: done. <laughs> well done, you hit it. And um, I am hate to tell you, yes, they are. That is absolutely <laughs> so. And the next question about Paul is, is the tan fake? I mean, can, oh. does he really look that good? <laughs> yes, he does. And what's more, if he goes in the sun for 20 minutes he, his, he comes out of the sun two or three shades darker <laughs> immediately and he doesn't go red he just yeah and the makeup girls absolutely hate it when sometimes we find we're sh- filming in the middle of a heat wave and obviously Paul and I have quite a lot of time off because mm-hmm. we have they have to, these people have to bake right and so we don't always have other things to do so Paul will take his shirt off and go and line a hammer oh. and, then, and then come back 20 minutes later and the makeup people complain bitterly that he doesn't look now like he looked 20 minutes ago three
0: three shades darker
4: they're trying to you know continuity won't be right oh my gosh that's so
1: funny yeah. <laughs> can you think of the worst thing you've ever tasted on the
4: show does that stand the out? The worst thing I've ever eaten. Yeah.
0: On the show, though.
4: Yeah, we'll go on you know, the show. Or you could just yeah. say, but yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know, I've not eaten anything I've disliked mm. with the Great American Baking Show, because well, I, but I, I I haven't done that many, you know. Right, right. Anyway. <laughs> It'll come. <laughs> I think that sometimes I'm surprised at how you think you've given somebody, you've given the bakers a really easy challenge. And then... They don't do it right. They they just, they all get it wrong. And I think maybe that's because we're asking them to do something that they've not heard of. Mm -hmm. Right. But we try to make it accessible, you know. But I better not tell you about the disasters because you're about to watch it, aren't you?
2: Yeah, we already watched. We've already already seen it. Have you already watched them all?
4: Do you remember how, if you've already watched them all, you will have seen that they didn't do the ginger. Steam puddings very well. Did they? (laughs) They taste. They tasted absolutely delicious. Spicy, right? Delicious. They were really gingery and lovely. Gingery. Yeah. You like ginger. Flavor was fantastic, but the execution was appalling. They all came out (gasps) raw. Oh no!
2: Do you so like? Let's say the holiday special, right? (laughs) When you go into something like this and you meet everyone and you're getting to know them and you're tasting. Their biscuits, Mm -hmm. or whatever you're tasting, are you internally rooting for someone right off the bat, or do you really?
4: Oh, interesting. I think you. I I think it's difficult not to immediately take to some people more than others. But I think we're all. I I, and it's really distressing when somebody you you think has just got it and going to get you know do well and they don't. But it's not. And it doesn't lead lead to sort of favoritism because, in the end, what you're looking at is the is the bake, yeah, and that's what's talking to you. You know, this isn't right. It's undercooked or You can't you can't cheat on behalf of somebody you really like. But um, yes, it's not. I mean, I've never dis- disliked anybody. That's good. Um, but some people take a little longer to to to. Um, A little longer to like Mm -hmm. in the main show, but in yeah, because you get to know them. You know, at the beginning they're a bit shy, and they, you know, and you don't know them very well. Yeah, but I'll tell you, in this one, the the special. I mean, I have to say that there's no question that my favorite from the start was DeAndre. Yeah, I mean, he's just so divine. First of all, he's crackingly good looking. Yeah, he is, and there are not many people who tower over me because I'm very large. <laughs> I'm rather large, so it was such a delight to stand next to somebody and actually have to look up. <laughs> and he was so witty and so charming and he was endearing. Yeah,
2: vegan baking as well.
4: That's mm. hard vegan baking. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But it is. It is. Well, it's more. It's harder with some things than others. Um, you know. Vegan breads are right. It's cakes is difficult because of eggs and cream. Right, but the, it's getting it's getting easier because the substitutes are getting better and better. Right, but um, but he was just so interesting and such a, a delightful guy. So I guess he was my
1: favorite.
0: <laughs> Who's your favorite of all time through Great British Bake Off? Ah, Raul, Liam. <laughs>
4: You know, we're in the middle at the moment of, of um, airing Bake Off. And so I'm not going to tell you how anybody did. Mm. But there's um, there's a baker on at the moment um, called Tasha. Have, have you been watching it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I have been.
4: And Tasha's deaf. Yeah. And she is the most delightful girl. You know, mm-hmm. she's so admirable. She's so funny. She's got such a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Terrific baker. And um, And she's quite profoundly deaf and she manages to get on with her life and it's just beautiful so she's admirable as well but she's also so funny. Oh, yeah she's lovely
1: I can't wait to see it but the holiday I just thought it was funny because you know it's the celebrity version of it and Joel McHale who I is hilarious I love him oh my god so yes. funny it must have been so entertaining because you have all these personalities that are
4: <laughs> yeah, and you know, but the trouble is because because I don't watch American telly and don't live in America, I'm not really familiar with any of them. I actually had heard of of Andre because you know he's just so famous. But they were they were all interesting, and it was a, it was a really good mix, I thought. And the mm-hmm. comedians were funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Phoebe and Joel were really funny. Yes, <laughs> very funny. I liked their... and I
4: liked uh, Ego. Is that how she says her name? Ego or oh, ego? ego? Ego, ego. I think she calls. it. Yeah, um, she was. She was such a. Um, she was just such a delightful girl. Mm-hmm. They all
2: took it so seriously too, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. The commitment.
1: I feel like I would get frustrated. I mean I would be nervous but do they they have time to practice before coming into the tent
4: no oh, they have time to, to practice but what always upsets them or throws them is that you know it's one thing practicing in your own kitchen right but yeah. walking into the tent when you watched it on telly and it's you know it's the, the tent has a kind of atmosphere that it's not it's not meant to be intimidating but of course um if you've been mad about bake and they wouldn't be on bake off if they weren't mad about about the show so they can't really believe. They they often say, "God, I'm standing in the tent." You know, they feel it's, 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 you know.
2: Rob really wants to be in the tent. <laughs> did you do the
0: American one in the same tent, or you did you yeah, build no one here?
4: It's exactly. Well, it's not exactly. It's it, to be honest, it's we have a separate tent because at the same time that we're um, filming um, American Bake Off, we're also doing the. English version of Junior Baker. Oh, and so we oh, need an extra awesome. tent. And it's in so, England, all of it. As we, we film it in Pinewood. Oh, in oh wow. In England. So all the bakers come here. And actually, it's rather good fun for them because what happens is, you know, there are 10 of them, and obviously they get, um, um, they, you know, they. It's not like celebrity, not like this one, you know, this um, celebrity, whatever they call it, the, the holiday, holiday special is is just celebrities. So they just spend two, they all spend two days there and then they all go. Mm-hmm. But in the main show, they have 10 bakers and one goes on the first week and another goes the second week and so on the whole way through. And, but we like them all to be there at the end. Um, to to celebrate the the winner. So so if they get thrown out straight away, they then have a 6 weeks holiday oh, wow, <laughs> in England, all expenses paid. Oh, wow. Um, and huh. they bring their families over and they have a brilliant time. So it's almost worth getting thrown out. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's, right. it's, it's great. a great <laughs> compensation for... for, 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 for Losing out is that you, you know, then they go on a tour around England or they do what they like.
1: That sounds great. I think I'm gonna apply. I think you should. You're a great baker. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say a great baker. You're great. I'm okay. You're good. <laughs> I, I mean it. I like all the tricks you know that you learn with baking and you know, because it is, it is a science, right? Yeah, and it is, yeah. And I'm not good at science, but I, I try my best. and it was really. But funny. it's practical
4: science. I mean, the lovely right. thing. I Was one of the reasons I think all children should learn to cook and to bake, is because it's a great way of 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 learning all sorts mm-hmm. of things without actually trying. You know, you,
3: right? Yeah. Very.
4: You know, you you learn what um, yeast does. You learn mm-hmm. what bicarbonate of soda does. You learn what. You know, what, what What? will emulsify and what won't? You learn a whole heap of science and you learn a whole heap of arithmetic. and Yeah, and, patience, uh, all yeah. of it. Patience.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my, do-
1: my daughter learned a really good lesson. We were baking during the pandemic. We were making challah. And my aunt, who's a, a huge baker, she always makes it and gave us the recipe, but she does it off memory. So she's yeah. just telling us the recipe. Well, because sometimes she's forgetful. She told us two tablespoons of salt <gasps> instead of teaspoons. So now it's a joke that we always bring up about salt. Yeah, we poor- send her a big thing of salt for Christmas because of this that <laughs> happened during the pandemic because she, it was so disgusting. <laughs> was it? Oh my God. Yeah. And my daughter, is, so my daughter always makes fun of her great aunt and that was her lesson. Uh-huh. Now she really knows that's too much salt.
4: <laughs> I think you should leave her alone now. You're <laughs> standing up
1: for Aunt Carol. Yeah, giving her a I hard time. That mistake. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So we make her write things down now. <laughs> she is a great baker. Yeah. No. She's she's Ugh. real deal, for sure. But yeah, it's also she should go on. She doesn't like the pressure of the time limit. Mm. I've talked to her about it because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of pressure that comes along with it. But it is so much fun, and I think it's so great to do. With family and children, like you said, yeah, it's just yeah. such a nice thing to share together in the kitchen.
4: Yeah, even if it's just, you know, occasionally, you know, when it's, you know, if you make a birthday cake together or it's, it, or you make, um, you know, some festivity mm-hmm. together, it just makes that festival much more fun and much more yeah meaningful.
1: Yes. My daughter decorates her grandmother's cake with
4: fondant. Yeah, exactly. And, every, you know, and... And that would have given her grandmother so much more pleasure than you right. going to buy the most expensive cake from the Potters bakery. Yep. She'd rather have your daughters.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And I have to tell you, Prue, Prue was on a short list of baby names for me when I had my daughter because I just, I love it so much. Um, <laughs> it's such a, it just one of my favorite names.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I always really disliked it because when I was a child, um, there were, it was a very unusual name and my mother had chosen it because she liked the idea of virtues and so she was she actually thought she might call me faith but mm-hmm. then my father pointed out that faith Leith would be a f- horrible thing to have to say oh. <laughs> so so she so she was thinking of charity and all these names so anyway she ended up with prudence I love it it's a beautiful name. <laughs> And you're a
1: Beatles song, so you are can't go song. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so um,
4: it's, I, and I, I'm really very unmusical, but you can't live through the '60s without having noticed that there's some good songs around. <laughs> so, but the trouble is that once I got grew, I think that everybody's favorite music is what they what they heard when they were 17 and 18, or 16, 17, 18. And by the time you're 25, when I don't know how old you girls are. 25. But, <laughs> but then you start not, well, I, certainly in my case, I, I, I just, I stopped with the Rolling Stones, really. I mean, I mm. I hardly know any pop, obviously I you can't not have noticed Beyonce or, or, Madonna or whatever, but I never really followed mm. anybody after about the Stones, I suppose. And um, even when my children were mad about Duran Duran and and take that and all that, I I couldn't name you a single song. So I, I'm never any good at pub quiz, quizzes or anything because I have just no interest in pub. Popular music. Well, you know the important stuff. <laughs> do you listen <laughs> no, to music
2: while you cook? Or do you need focus?
4: No, I never, I don't. Well, I sometimes listen to the radio. You know, I might listen to, you know, classic FM or I might listen to, but I only listen to it if I don't need to think. If I'm just mm-hmm. doing something absolutely automatic like washing up or I'm right. or making something that I've made a hundred times. But if I need to think at all, I have to turn everything off. Mm. And concentrate. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. That
1: makes sense. Well, you are just so lovely, and we are so grateful that you talked to us about all of this today. And well, was- I've enjoyed it. I've
4: yes. enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Yes. No, well, thank, thank you. 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 You've been so sweet and so nice. <laughs>
1: some stuff to share with you guys which is kind of funny so the
0: first time you're coming
1: first yeah, time I've coming come in, from Paris, coming I yet. actually guys I actually took notes because Nicole was over the other day oh good <laughs> first you're really going to appreciate this first thing that I wanted to tell you so bad for everyone like Nicole is one of our very good friends she's been my stylist for 20 years whatever she's hilarious hilarious Think, like her personality anyway old <laughs>
0: old 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 friends
1: Yes. Yeah. What are you saying, Rob? Nothing. <laughs> you want to first, make us
2: feel old? I yeah.
1: had like I had to go to an event, and the event was held at Pasadena Humane, you know, an animal shelter. And <laughs> Nicole was getting. more am already dressed. laughing
2: just thinking she was getting Nicole. me
1: dressed. And <laughs> we're looking because we tried on stuff, and we're looking, and I have one outfit, and it's like all brown, you know, and she's <laughs> she's like, <laughs> okay, she's like, well. <laughs> She's like, okay, looking through the pictures. She's
2: like, <laughs> she's like okay, well, <laughs> I can't. I know. And does she think you're going to get mistaken for one of the dogs?
1: Goes,
0: you're, getting, you're getting
1: killing the story. <laughs> Sorry, she's making me laugh. Sorry. As she's flipping through, she gets to the brown outfit. She's like, okay, well, a lot of dogs are going to be in brown, so you can't. <laughs> and she didn't even, I'm like, Nicole dogs are brown (laughs) she goes I'm dead serious not even she's like a lot of dogs are going to be in brown so you can't wear brown (laughs) like dogs don't wear brown they are brown I love her so much I died so every time I'm telling you it's my favorite because she was just dead serious not even like a second thought like well a lot of dogs are going to be in brown so you're not going to wear brown
2: She's Anyways. a fucking icon. Oh, my God. Okay. She killed
1: me. So we <laughs> kept talking, and she had just gone on a field trip with her 11-year-old son. Seven, she's talking. Like, these boys at 11, what they're talking about? What? Oh, I got some new lingo. Dude, like, like, sex terms, whatever, what they the kids are using.
0: The 11-year-olds are using sex terms? Yes. Okay.
1: What are they? Yeah. Um, Clap it out. What's that mean?
0: Is that chlamydia?
1: <laughs> sex. Did they clap it out?
2: I was like, what? Rachel, do it again. No. Yeah, please. What did they do? Did they what?
1: I died. Okay. And then
2: look at Rob's face. Then for a <laughs> it's our favorite. Then bricked up. What's that mean? Why do you guys take a ghost? A, rack, a, g- a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> take a... Uh, Steve? Steve? <laughs> take a guess.
0: Bricked up.
2: Bricked yeah. Up. Like she's got, she's like a brick house. She's stacked. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Like,
0: yeah, erect. I don't know.
2: That makes sense. Boner.
0: Yeah, that's what erect means.
1: Oh, you said erect? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you. <laughs> the beanie's covering my I'm ears. Bricked up. Bricked up is boner. Okay. okay
0: yeah bricks are hard there's something
1: she doesn't remember if this is the exact Uh-oh. thing but like grandma cakes or something like that it means jiggly but i
0: do like that this is the mm. telephone version of what kids are saying
1: yeah i know we jiggly might need dark. clarification
2: on yeah. this but i was dying should we call her should we call no. him we call nicole no we should call nicole call nicole call, call, it. call nicole she'll probably answer too she probably won't answer no she probably will
1: a lot of dogs are going to be in brown <laughs>
2: Come on, like Rob, you couldn't go there today. (laughs) No, someone Um, might mistake you for a Weimaraner. Weimaraners are are more than I know, it just was the first thing that came to my head. A lab. She might be working. Hi. Hi, I'm so sorry. We have you (laughs) on speakerphone and we're recording. So now's your moment. (laughs) It's a very awkward
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> First, I just told a lot of the dogs are going to be in brown. Oh,
3: yes. Yes, <laughs> of course. They will be. Well, were the dogs in brown is really the question.
1: You know, How there were a black? lot less brown than I was expecting.
3: Really? So yeah. I was right.
1: But more importantly, I was brought up the terms that you told me the other day that all the kids are saying. Yeah. Um. That and they were like it's the telephone version because I'm saying it, so we just needed to clarify. And, and for I meant you,
0: telephone that Nicole's saying it from Zeth. Yeah, but oh. he said it to
1: there's her. Like, there's like you four guys links told in me this because I
3: would have gotten a download from He's um. in a movie right now, but um, I know because I even tried to look up one of them, which was Grandma Cakes, just <laughs> now at lunch. And even <laughs> in the even in the slang, like even on, it's not even, it even registered. So either I'm wrong, mm. or it's super under the radar. Um, it's, it's just coming out, at you now. You're, it's fucking it out, hot to press. That.
1: You talked about what? Clap it out, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Clap, clap it, clap it out, bricked up. Bricked up. And, on there. and
1: um, granny cakes or grandma cakes, we don't know Grandma
3: what. cakes, yeah, that's like, that means like jiggly butt. <laughs> There is another term for Jiggly, but I just don't know I don't remember what it was. But it's okay. something super random. That doesn't
1: That doesn't make sense at all.
3: What else is there? Um, you know, well W Riz is like winning winning Riz, and then there's L which is like losing Riz.
2: What's Riz?
3: Riz is like like uh it's kinda like swag. Like it's kinda like it's like you're cool, like your game. It's like your game, like if you got game, you got Riz.
2: So like Shepherd has Riz.
3: Shepherd has definitely W Riz.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's W Riz? It's like winning, like you're a oh. winner. Like W Riz, like winning Riz. Oh. L
3: is losing, like you're a loser, like losing Riz.
2: Okay, got it. I love Ooh. Zev is our finger on the pulse. Yeah. Great. Well, can we set up a call with him soon so he can Zev? Yeah. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. He's uh
2: he's at uh t- they have
3: the day off, so he's I'm going to be
1: right now. Okay.
2: All right. Well, we look forward to. Well, we love you further. so much. So mad. Get all, you, you got to keep, you know, we yeah. got to keep our ear You're to the You're keeping us current. And You're keeping now. us current. Yeah. Love you. You know what, Nicole? You've got mad W Riz. Mad gummy Riz? Oh, <laughs> that too. No, uh, W Riz. Oh, W Riz. W Riz.
0: Yeah. should like say 100 back.
2: Oh, am I supposed to say one hundred? Rob said. You
3: guys are super muffled. I can't hear you. Oh, oh, okay.
2: Is that like a compliment? <laughs> that
3: you're muffled. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> all right. All right. We love, love you. you. We'll call you later. Bye. Bye. What? That's Rob, not what she was, no. That is not what she was expecting. No, not at all. What?
0: So I found this. Why? And it was in your closet. I don't know why you had it. Um,
2: why are but- you in my closet? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, there's a quiz that you answered.
2: Oh, oh let's do it no. and see if she answers the same. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. god that's
0: fun. So, name. what year
2: is that magazine? <laughs>
0: 2013. Okay. Okay. Right. Nicknames Ray Ray, Rage, and R Dog. R Dog with double G. All right, the three you most. You said
2: that? Who calls me our dog? Wait, you said that? These are her answers. These are my or is answers. It, it looks like you
0: wrote these in. It looks like your handwriting. Raw
2: dog. Is that what you said? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Did she say her nickname is Raw Dog? Our dog. Oh, Jesus. I, was, I was like, <laughs> right. she's like, oh me, people call me Raw Dog.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, the three most listened to songs on my iPod are iPod, iPod
1: by the way. What? In 2013. Oh yeah. yeah, try and guess. Yeah,
0: you're guessing these. What do you it's
1: like I don't know.
0: It's not easy being green by Kermit the Frog.
1: Oh, I, I love that <laughs> answer. <laughs> uh Losing You. Oh, by Solange? hmm I was really into that song at the time.
0: Miguel's yeah. entire album.
3: Oh,
1: the I entire loved thing. Miguel's ad- I remember her, Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, I'm an 80-year-old woman inside.
1: That is true. I said that.
0: Um, To what, though? That's just a (laughs) quote. No, no, nobody asked. (laughs) Just a random quote in here.
2: That is correct. These are the songs I'm listening to, and side note, I'm an 80-year-old woman (laughs) inside. It's like Miguel Adorn. I'm an 80-year-old (laughs) woman
0: inside. I can't stop buying.
1: Shoes. I don't know. Chaps. Lip smackers.
0: Suitcases. I know. I'm crazy. Oh, that's
1: true. That is correct. That has not changed.
0: Filming sexy scenes is A, awkward. B, just another day at the office. Or C, C, fucking
1: awesome. Really pretty funny. (laughs) Pretty funny.
0: You circled all of them.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: All right. The role I would most love to play is?
1: Brittany Murphy's role in 8 Mile.
0: Anything where I can sing and dance. Is that what I said? No. Anything where I can sing and dance.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: Um, the celeb's Closet I most want to raid is.
1: At the time, I probably said Sienna.
0: You want multiple choice?
1: Or Diane Keaton? Nope.
0: Hmm. Uh, A, Gwen Stefani. B, Kate Moss. C, Rachel Zoe. Or D, other. What's
1: Rachel Zoe. Rob.
0: C, Rachel Zoe. Oh, they Zoe. gave
1: me multiple choice. I would have picked Kate Moss out of this.
0: <laughs> you picked Kate Moss, but then you also wrote another.
1: Who did I write? Sienna.
0: Nope. Ashley Olson.
1: Oh, okay. That oh. makes sense.
0: Uh, what's an the, an <laughs> app you can't live without?
1: An app I can't live without. Grinder. Was it the Decider app?
0: Nope.
1: Oh, what is it?
0: Dog breed.
1: Oh yes, I loved taking <laughs> dog breed quizzes. I have a really, you guys, I have a very like extensive
0: knowledge. Weirdly amazing knowledge of dogs.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I said that. Yeah, she's still bragging. She's
0: still bragging the same way.
2: Did she yeah. say that? Ten in the years article? later,
0: yeah. <laughs> you really you went above wow. and beyond on your answers.
2: <laughs> it was multiple choice, and she's like, "And another thing." <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, oh, uh, my favorite another? thing about Heart of Dixie.
2: Aw. what
3: was the my paycheck?
0: <laughs> is a my hilarious co-stars, b kissing Wilson, oh, c playing a doctor, d the clothes, or e fill in the blank other. I
1: said the clothes. Nope. Oh.
0: You learned how to do proper sutures. Sutures,
1: I was going to say. I did learn how to do a suture.
0: Need a stitch, anyone? Smiley face.
1: <laughs> did she write that? Yep. Oh, really? I was really proud that I could suture. Yeah. Don't ask me to sew you up now. Uh, you never leave two. the
0: house without without what? I
1: Cheptic. said, like, gum, candy, or Dr. Pepper lip smackers.
0: Nope, an extra pair of socks.
2: That is true. Do you know... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing! You know
0: it's like watching her.
2: This is like brain
0: unbreak in real yeah. time.
2: Do you know? She's I'm like, oh, I like this girl. Who is she? <laughs> I can relate. I, I, I really feel her. I hate wet socks.
1: You guys like wet? Socks. I do hate wet socks. Too. Why would we, you have wet socks? If
0: you step in like the grass and yeah, something or a dog bowls nearby and there's who water. doesn't
1: <gasps> hate wet socks. I remember one time in high Everyone school is. going home early
2: because my socks. were <laughs> It's a bad feeling. It's a horrible
0: feeling. All right. Uh, yeah. the most surprising thing in my handbag.
2: Candy. That's not
1: surprising. Well, is it? Not everybody has it. Eighty-year-olds do.
0: Flaming hot Cheetos.
1: Oh yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There she is. Again. All
0: right. If I could do a That's karaoke duet with anyone. A
1: what duet?
0: A karaoke duet.
1: Oh okay. Who did I say?
0: If I could do a karaoke duet with anyone, it would be?
1: Do I, is this multiple choice?
0: Nope. No. Fill in the blank.
1: Did I say Eminem?
0: You did. Oh, my God. And then he said, and we would sing. And,
2: and we would sing. And make love.
0: Blank. You would we would sing, sing
2: Rainbow Connection?
0: You would sing anything. I secretly want to be a rapper.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God. Not so secret anymore, little That's Rachel. Silly.
1: Oh, I got my answers right, though, guys. Some of them. Last one. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, there's yeah. more?
0: This one comes with a photo. Oh, geez. Uh, The first thing I notice about a guy is blank. His eyes, his body, his smile, his butt, or other.
1: Well, I either said other and I talked about his shoes, or I said something about his teeth. Shoes. Oh, that's what I did? I said other and I said shoes?
0: His shoes, love a good pair of kicks.
1: Okay. I just knew what I would have said. I'm not saying that's necessarily how I feel all the time or now, but I think 10 years ago, that's what I would have said.
0: You guys want to answer some advice?
1: Okay. Yes, please.
0: All right. My boyfriend, 29-year-old male. You have no
1: boyfriend? Sorry.
0: (laughs) Got upset that I, 29-year-old female, did not shave before meeting him. What? We have been together for four years now. My boyfriend still points out and makes me get rid of... I thought he said my
2: boyfriend still pulls out. (laughs) Good.
0: Uh, He makes me get rid of my body hair all the time. I'm a pretty hairy person. I need to shave every other day if I want to stay baby smooth. Tried waxing and lasering, but my skin is very sensitive and does not take very well. He mentioned how I am really unlucky when it comes to body hair. And he said he finds body hair very gross.
2: Oh, that's mean. He's pretty
0: hairy himself and shaves regularly, so expects the same for me. But I cannot manage to shave all the time. And I feel humiliated when he asks me to do it every time we get intimate.
3: Ooh.
0: I have shared how... I feel bad, but he says things like how it does not take long to shave or how it does not look aesthetic. We recently met after one and a half years of long distance and he asked me why I did not shave before meeting him. He said it shows how I do not put effort into the relationship. Am I the problem here?
1: If that's how she's comfortable and she owns it, if he loves her and has been talking to her for a year and a half, that does not fucking matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's her body... (laughs) Like it
2: is her body, but here, here, I'm gonna, I'm Uh, just gonna say this because if the roles were reversed, mm -hmm. so for him, he probably looks at it as like effort, that's um, my point, self care, these kind of things, right? And we don't know what kind of culture he comes from, we don't know their background, we don't know anything. Mm For me, if the roles were reversed and it was my first time meeting a man and he didn't shower and he smelled really bad and his armpit stunk, I might be like, that's interesting. Like, you might not have put any effort into presenting yourself in a way that feels in alignment with me.
0: Right. I mean. But to get
2: mad at her about it is psychotic. Yeah.
0: She also specifically said she would need to do it every other day. How often are you? You're not waxing four times a week.
2: Here's the problem with well, waxing. Well, that's the difference between shaving it. and waxing. Let is, me talk about the
1: conundrum with waxing, okay? Yeah. If you yeah. always want to be clean and, you know, whatever, you have to, like, wait it out till there's enough hair to get rid of it. It's not the best solution for people who enjoy not having hair or being clean or in that way, right? Not clean. Clean's
2: not the right word, but, you know.
1: Um, yeah. So it is, it is a difficult thing. And then you shave.
2: I'll say this. I shave my legs every day. Every day? Every single day. Every day? Every single
1: day. I definitely don't shave my legs every but
2: day. But I have, whoops, I have like, if I don't, I'll get stubble or like growth. But for her, the thing is, this this comes down to how he's treating her about it isn't right. It sounds from her perspective, like no one should be mad at you about how you care for your body, but you are allowed to express preferences to your partner. Like I prefer if you shower every day or I prefer you're allowed to have preferences when it comes to attraction to another person. Yeah. I I also
0: wouldn't equate her not shaving every other day as not taking showers. I I feel like comparing those two is a little rough and kind of what he's doing, where he thinks she's like a slob if she's not.
1: I don't agree with him, or I don't agree with him either.
2: I'm just saying
0: if
1: it was
2: reverse, right? If it was reversed.
0: But if it was reversed, that's like him not shaving his beard.
2: Okay, so that brings up an issue. How about this then? So you're saying. As a partner, you shouldn't have any input on what the person does with their hair.
0: No, I think you can, I I think you can express your preference, but I think it's totally up to them on what they do if they I will say I'm choose. a big
1: fan of like people that don't care either way and they're like, whatever.
0: But of course. I, I get what you're saying that like showing that you are making an effort right. is important. Right. I but I like
1: it. Go. This seems is an like example. She
0: like she could be making an effort and still not shave every day.
1: This is an example. Sure, guys. You start dating someone, you chew gum all the time. You want to make sure you have like the freshest breath, like whatever. As the relationship goes on, you don't give a
2: fuck. Like I,
1: <laughs> you like eat an. You're matter. eating
2: an onion like an yeah, apple. Like an just apple. Like, you're the Grinch. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like
1: whatever. And then you know there could be comments like. You don't do that anymore. It's like you're not making an effort.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that there is a certain level of effort that equates to higher attraction. Yeah. I do. But there's also like if someone were to to hear Jeff likes my legs shaved, people would be like, it's your body. It's your choice. However, I don't let him choose on his facial hair. You don't? Hell no. I like stubble. I oh, like a yeah. beard. I, don't, I do too. I like, like facial the fresh face on him. He reminds me of a politician. It just doesn't do it for me.
1: You uh, know? Yeah. No. I like stubble. I, like like it. It. I like a it. little
2: ruggedness. I, got, I if, get upset. Oh uh, well. Yeah, I don't like it. So double standard. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a double standard. It is a double. I know. I get it.
1: I definitely prefer. I like the scrap. Yeah, I it's know. just like
2: manly. Yeah, it is. Sexy. So like kissing
1: a long time, like, do you ever, have you ever gotten like the chafing or scabbing? No. Oh.
0: Scabbing?
1: Well, no. from the chafing. Yeah. Scabbing? Oh, I got what you meant. What the hell kind of kissing <laughs> you <laughs> swallowing faces. We've been together
2: 11 years, Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know, but in the beginning?
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: In the beginning, he was fresh-faced. Oh. Yeah, and then he like let it grow out for a minute because we were on vacation or something. And he's like, I know I have to shave, and I was like, Don't shave again, again. (laughs) waste your life. Yeah.
1: You know what else I love, you guys? What? Cozy blankets.
2: Mm. I live. I I live. I live for cozy things that are so soft. You know, I felt really great last night. We went and watched a movie at um. What movie? Elemental. That's a TV show. No, it's not. No, it's a movie. Elemental. Yeah. It's the movie yeah. with all the little. It was like an outdoor live. I mean, not live, but like <laughs> sc- whatever. Screening. Yes. And everyone was there and we we're all sitting in our chairs, but I had my blanket from the grate I- that snaps. It buttons. Okay? It buttons. It so you buttons. It's the most genius thing
3: anyone's ever created. It's like
2: a sleeping. It's like a
1: jacket. No, but it's not it's a, a jacket. It's blanket, a wearable blanket, Rob.
2: blanket. It's like a shawl. I actually almost wore it. It's like a right now. Show. In this, I won the day. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Do you have the bandana print or the floral?
2: I have the bandana print. Oh, you have the floral. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I felt special. Yeah, I did. I was like, I've got something really good here, guys. You can wear it. I feel like this is a PSA for wearable blankets. The With great. <laughs> it snaps, dude. So you're like I feel cold like I and you wrap a blanket it around it on, you and you but. snap it. And then you're like in this little... Jacket. It's
4: not you a know. jacket. Can I tell you? I'm, it makes you want to go no. to a fire and sit I and
2: be
1: cozy. I am looking forward to soccer practice for Briar Monday evening because I can wear my blanket.
0: Oh, I have Everyone's to... Everyone's going to want that. It's Calvin Soccer got moved to... It's 9.15 on Saturday mornings. Oh, what was it? It was 10. But... Oh. uh <laughs> I moved to the field where there's no benches, no bleachers, oh. it's just You don't concrete. have soccer chairs in your... I got a chair.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have but many. You could
1: have taken one of mine.
0: I'm like, I was going to get one of those chairs. I wasn't going to get the chair that I had had. I like... want
1: one of those so bad with the awning. Yeah, those yeah. are great. Amazing. Those beach chairs. I have one that's a cooler in the Arm? Mine is a
0: little cooler in the oh, arm.
1: Yeah, keep okay. your water cold.
0: There's a man that brings a chair that he builds every day. Every what time.
1: do you mean? He builds. What do you mean? He has to put
0: it, it l- together. It has to be put together like a tent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm always watching. And I'm,
2: that's amazing. That's a
0: lot of work. That's
2: a lot of work. Have you seen Nicole's soccer
1: chair? Oh my god, I need to. What is it? It's fur.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm like one of three people that have a chair. So I already feel weird just
1: having a chair. Can you ask her to send a picture (laughs) of her soccer chair, please?
2: Rob, you need... She's going to be
1: like, why are you guys just talking
2: about me? You need
1: Nicole's soccer chair. I already
0: feel like slightly high maintenance enough. That you have a chair? What'd you get? A chair. What chair did you get? From Coleman. No. What color? Black.
1: I have the Coleman.
0: I, for the first like four weeks, I just sat on the cement and was...
1: (laughs) (laughs) no. You just that's, would not have the, a soccer chair. Yeah. How much better is your life? I love a soccer chair. I am so comfortable. I, <laughs>
0: I'm happy with my It's decision. quite
1: comfortable, right? Yeah. Yep. I know. I hear you.
0: I pulled it out of my softball game last week. <laughs> <laughs> In between games.
2: I love it. It's great. I don't know the difference between a soccer chair and any other. Well, they're like and a, a camping chair. chair. It's like, all oh, the same. that's what we have. I have they one like with just, the legs that go out. Well, that's not a soccer what is it that's a lazy boy that's a lazy boy that's a chaise (laughs) it's like a beach chair but it has yeah it has your legs go out too that's a lounge chair
0: was it The soccer
2: chairs Mm -hmm. are just the you know
0: collapsible they go into but they're
2: not low they could be but not traditionally okay yeah so that's what i have
0: the beach ones are usually lower
2: Uh right so i had the other ones Last night, and everyone else had beach chairs, and that was an issue because you
0: were blocking everyone's view.
2: So then we had to go in the back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay.
2: We've talked about a lot. All right.
0: So much. I don't. I don't think we have to talk for a while
1: now. (laughs) Ever again. Goodbye.
0: We wait like a week.
1: Okay. Bye.